It seems everyone in our generation feels it. It's loneliness. We're on our social networks, we're on our screens, and even though we're with everyone, we experience loneliness. Find out what the Bible has to say about it on this episode of Inverse. Coming to you from Silver Spring, Maryland, welcome to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation on life principles, contemporary issues, and thought-provoking perspectives. Now here's your host, Justin Kim, with Inverse. Hey guys, welcome to Inverse. We are in our midst of studying about families, and in our generation, we are experiencing loneliness at unprecedented rates. And we want to see what the Bible has to say about loneliness and perhaps what are our experiences of loneliness and share and about um, commiserate and cry together and, <laughs> and, and talk about how. And if you're lonely out there, join us. Join us every week and you can be part of our, our inverse family, our inverse gang here. So let's have a word of prayer. And Israel, can you pray for us about studying God's word? Father in heaven, thank you so much for your word, that your word is always with us and that through your word, you are always with us. Mm-hmm. As we study this topic of, of loneliness, we pray for your presence to be with us in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Jonathan, let's go to Genesis chapter 2, verse 18. Mm-hmm. You can read that for us. And the Lord God said, It is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper comparable to him. Yeah. Siku, what's going on in that verse? God is speaking God in is that speaking. verse, yes. Yeah. Um, God has, has uh, created, we saw in Genesis chapter 1, and then in chapter 2, it's kind of a repeat and enlarge of the creation story. Mm-hmm. So um, the author focuses in on the last part of this creation experience where God creates mankind. Mm-hmm. And here in verse 18, God has already created Adam. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he looks at Adam and he says, it's not good that Adam should be by himself. It's not that Adam was alone alone god was there with adam mm-hmm. but there's something that god god when god created adam he created him in a way that he shouldn't be by himself as a human mm-hmm. being mm-hmm. and so we, we see that it's god's intention mm-hmm. that mankind that humanity should have companionship it's so amazing in genesis we see the creation of humanity and right in the beginning human human humanity has a social component to their very dna mm-hmm. they are not these monads that even though god is there they're not just only speaking to god all day there is a social component to them i want to just open up the 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 question like uh, is it it's not appropriate to to admit that you feel lonely is it why is have, it? Do you, is, what's that what are the negatives mm-hmm. uh maybe even shame are uh, like, you know, I'm, I'm lonely. We don't, we don't hear that uh, amongst, especially the younger generation. No, Jonathan, you're looking at me like... <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what you're talking you're, about. You're headlights. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, it's, it's, I think you're right. Um, there's definitely, especially with social media, mm. people want to be popular. You want people to follow you. You want to have a crowd that's kind of, uh, kind of floating around you in your life. And so if you're alone, if no one cares or, you know, that's... That's considered, you know, weird or, you know, there must be a reason why you're lonely. So Mm -hmm. you're probably a weird person, you know, you're not likable, whatever the reason might be. That's the perception that people have. And so we want to, I don't want to admit that I might be a weird person, you know, or I might have social problems. Um, Even if it's not true, uh, the perception is what people will, you know, have in their mind. But the interesting thing is that everyone's feeling it, you know, but it's, I guess, I guess you're saying, um, 
we we anticipate that we will be perceived yes. in a certain way, and so yeah. it's kind of a self-preservation. We try to portray ourselves Correct. differently than we actually are, and so it's it's putting on this image that is actually not true. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought it was interesting, just just going back to Genesis chapter two, that um, when God created Adam and He said it's not good for man to be alone, Adam hadn't had that realization of himself even. Mm-hmm. Um, it's later on that Adam looks around and he's like, oh, there's not a help meet for me right yeah. um so it's god in creating us created us with the intention that we should have community and even mm-hmm. people who may not be in the place where they recognize their loneliness mm-hmm. that they still need community yeah. and yes. companionship and yeah. it's something that god instilled in us mm-hmm. we're going to include israel into this conversation god understands god understands god understands loneliness even though up to in this point in his experience he's not experienced loneliness hmm. Um, but he understands loneliness in the in the life of of Adam. Mm-hmm. So I think there's two reasons that are important, two uh, two perspectives that are important when we deal with the subject of loneliness. Number one is that there is a positive side, a positive perspective, or a positive reason why feeling lonely is bad, if that makes any sense. And that is because we're created in the image of God. Mm-hmm. God is uh, the Godhead is you know three people, a three person. We're created in that image, so there's a social component to the Godhead. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, they have each other. It's a communal, a, a solo entity. So yeah. there's, there's a social is built into right. the very fabric of the universe. Yeah. Yes. God, yes. And, yeah. and, and they're, they're equals, right? They're equals. They're, if you would, they're help meets, right? They're equal to each other. And so there's that component. We long for, we long for community because we have been created to be com- uh, in the image of God. Mm-hmm. And then secondly, you have just the social pressures that, and I think this is the wrong, the wrong reason to feel lonely or to avoid lo- loneliness, and that is because of the social pressures for that. Mm-hmm. Now, what's important for us to understand here about this element of loneliness is that Adam is surrounded by, he's not alone in the world, but he's, he's, what he's lacking is someone that is equal to him, mm-hmm. right? Someone that is, that is uh, his help meet, someone that meets Come him at his level, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's what he's missing. And, and to me, like I have, our house is like a zoo. We have so many animals. <laughs> and my favorite animal, because they can't know who's my favorite, uh, my favorite the animals, a- or yeah, the okay. animals. Oh. My, my favorite animal, <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, is my dog Bentley, who's he's he's really old now. But my dog is like super old. He's like fourteen years old, fifteen years old. And Which in dog years is, is very old. Very old, yes. yeah. I mean, he's... he's for the non-dog yeah. people out there. Yes. Right. And he's in his last phases. I mean, I don't know if he's going to live more than a year. And we've had him before we had our kids. And this old dog, he's an old man. To this very day... Old dog. Yeah. He's an old man dog. To this, <laughs> <coughs> to this, very, to this very day, when I, when I come home, he's got... He only... I mean, he's old, right? And to this very day, when I come home, and I open the door to the house. I hear this, you know, the, the, the paw prints coming, coming to me. <laughs> and you can just hear the dog coming all the way from my room. And he's making his way slowly to me. And, he, and he's, he's jumping on me. And in his old age, he's, he's letting me know that he's happy to see me. And this happens to me every single day. Whenever I leave and whenever I come back. If I leave five times and come back five times, I'm going to get the same exact response. And so I really love my pet. I love my dog. But... 
Companionship with my dog will never equal companionship with another human being because we're not on the same you, level. You say your wife, but you say yeah. another human yeah, okay. With another human, yeah. any other human being, especially my wife or my kids or you, right? <laughs> I would love you more than I love my dog. It would be close, but yeah. And so, and so, um, and so. God is saying here that we need the community of people that are equal to us, that think mm-hmm. like us. That And this is the only way to satisfy this need. You know, a hundred dogs is not going to be able to satisfy this need. We need someone that's equal to us. Right. So there, there is a social phenomenon that's happening today, though. So there are people who... You know, maybe you guys have experienced it. You're in a in a soiree, a get together, some some get some social event, and mm-hmm. everyone is sitting together. Everyone, you're with other human beings. There, there is food. There's nice whatever ambience. These are people that you like, and everyone takes out their device, and it's just complete quietness, and everyone's yeah. just. And they're either taking pictures and uploading it, or seeing what other get-togethers are happening over there, or they're just watching this this phenomenal, you know, weird ESPN mythical network. What? what why? Why is that going on today? Is that good? Is that bad? Can we comment mm. on that? What does the Bible have to say? What are your reactions? I think it, it's good to touch on that. I think Jonathan. I think there's a certain kind of um, maybe subconscious laziness. So it's easy. To, for me to take out my device and show you something or just look at things. And if we're all doing it, then we are kind of sharing in that experience, but not. And it, it's, it's easier than having to think and having a, a deep conversation about something. Mm-hmm. I believe that amongst my peers, I can see that there is, a, over the past couple of years, it's become less and less normal to have really deep conversations. Mm-hmm. So it's usually very superficial, and because we are so much on our devices, that feeds into our conversation, and that's usually superficial. So, mm-hmm. you know, when it's the last time you've you've had a very deep conversation with, you know, uh, anyone? I mean, there are neurological changes, and mm-hmm. I'm not by any means discarding right. mobile devices and, mm-hmm. and whatnot. But there are neurological <clears throat> changes that 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 prevent us from from being able to think deeply. Right. I mean, if you don't use those brain muscles, so to say, you. It's weakening. Might there be spiritual ramifications of that, Siku? I'm thinking about, you know, the reason, maybe part of why we end up on our devices a lot of times, even when we're alone, is um, sometimes, or in this generation, there's a fear of our own thoughts. Mm. I'm afraid of, you know, what thoughts are going to come into my mind. And and when, when you're experiencing loneliness, and from my personal experience of loneliness, it's not... A pleasant thing necessarily you know mm-hmm. and and the kind of thoughts that that introduce themselves into your mind may not necessarily be pleasant they're mm. not entertaining per se um, and so it's kind of similar to the house of mourning versus house of feasting thing mm. and uh, that that Solomon talks about going to the house of mourning it's reflective um, you 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 ponder certain questions and it's actually helpful it helps you to grow mm-hmm. um, but it's not a pleasant experience mm. um, so I think a lot of times even in our own personal time we end up on our devices um, and and that feeds into even when we're interacting mm-hmm. with others yeah, Jonathan talking about it's easier sometimes to get on your device than to actually try to connect with someone. Mm-hmm. Not just connecting, I think even sitting in silence with someone. It's, mm-hmm. We're afraid of the silence. Yeah. But I think yeah. there's, there's a certain, um, a certain uh, quietness and loneliness that is actually good for us because yeah. God is always there. Yeah. And if I'm constantly trying to be with someone else or connected to a thing, I'm never alone with God. And we might be afraid of that because God might, you know, tell us something that we, we don't feel comfortable with at first. But as you learn, you know, that 
to appreciate that devotional time, that time with God in the morning or whenever at night. Sometimes I, I lay awake at night, uh, you know, and I just, I'm alone in my thoughts and the Lord. And it's not always the most pleasant experience because God is, you know, sharing something with me. And, and so, but there's, there's, it's healthy because this is when God is, you know, you and God. Um, and you're not really lonely, but you're lonely. You don't have another human being there. There are moments where I think that is really healthy and good. But it, of course, shouldn't be the... And modern society looks bad upon that as well. You know, sitting in silence, doing nothing, taking some time off. Mm -hmm. I mean, these are unproductive exercises (laughs) or or you're psychotic. Why are you just standing there doing nothing or just doesn't appreciate just Mm -hmm. unplugging. Mm-hmm. And yet, and yet, this is unplugging is critical to the Christian experience mm-hmm. because God says you need to be still and know that I am God. Yes. Being still is a prerequisite to knowing who God is, to knowing what God is, and to knowing how God relates to us. Mm-hmm. I have actually found in my personal experience that the greatest moments that I've had are moments alone with God. Yeah. I think too many times we and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. contradicting him. Too many times we think about the negative, how negative it is when we're alone with God. There's a lot of positives to being alone with God. We find out who we are. We find out how much we need him. A lot of things. I know you're thinking out there if you're introverted, I love loneliness, but there's some of you are extrovert like, no, I hate loneliness. I can't be by yourselves. We'll be looking at when we come back on the the advantages of loneliness and some of the biblical counsel that talks about loneliness in the bad times as well. So stay tuned. Has Inverse been a blessing to you? Do you have questions, comments, or feedback you'd like to leave us? Find us on social media by searching Inverse Bible on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or YouTube. While there, join us, like us, heart us, thumbs up us. Our handle again is Inverse Bible, no spaces. Now, back to the discussion. Hey everyone, we're so glad you decided to join us again and you're not watching some cat video or some on some other video or, or you're probably, if you are checking social media, get off it and, get, and, and be with us. Be with us in the moment. Uh, we're looking at loneliness. Let's go to a Bible verse, shall we? Let's go to 1 Corinthians 7. 1 Corinthians 7, verses 25 through 34. So 1 Corinthians 7, verse 25 through 34. And Israel, can you read that for us? Now concerning virgins, I have no commandment from the Lord, yet I give judgment as one whom the Lord in his mercy has made trustworthy. I suppose, therefore, that this is good because of the present distress, that it is good for man to remain as he is. Are you bound to a wife? Do you seek to be loosed? Are you loosed from a wife? Do you seek a wife? (laughs) Do not seek a wife. Do not seek a wife. But But even if you do marry, you have not sinned. And if a virgin marries, she has not sinned. Nevertheless, such will have trouble in the flesh, but I would spare, but I would spare you. All right, CQ verse 29, as we're having some trouble. Verse 29. <laughs> but this I say, brethren, the time is short, so that from now on, even those who have wives should be as though they had, no, they had none. Those who weep as though they did not weep, those who rejoice as though they did not rejoice, those who buy as though they did not possess, and those who use this world as not misusing it. For the form of this world is passing away. Okay, Jonathan, verse 32 to 34, please. Yep. But I want you to be without care. He who is unmarried cares for the things of the Lord, how he may please the Lord. But he who is married cares about the things of the world, how he may please his wife. There is a difference between a wife and a virgin. The unmarried woman cares about the things of the Lord, that she may be holy both in body and in spirit, 
but she who is married cares about the things of the world, how she may please her husband. Okay, Israel, what's going on in here? Provide some some balance and context to because some of this some some of these uh, verses have been. Uh, lived out in in extremes, and yeah. we want to make sure that we're getting the full picture here of Scripture. Uh, ultimately, there's a, there are pros and cons to marriage, mm-hmm. and I think that at the end of the day, there's there's you know these elements balance out to each other. Mm-hmm. So every time we take on a new responsibility in life, that responsibility is gonna is gonna require our attention. Mm-hmm. Whether it's getting married, whether it's having children, what, what, you know, whatever it is, it's going to require our attention. And what Paul is saying here is that, rightly so, if you're married to someone, they should require your attention, and you, it should be in your number one priority to make them happy. Mm-hmm. This is essential. Mm-hmm. Now, what happens is if you don't have, if you're not married to someone, then you don't have that burden. It is a burden. It's a great burden to carry, but it is a burden. You don't have that burden. An extra you can, responsibility. Yeah, an extra responsibility. And now you, have, now you, can, now you can focus 100% on God. Mm. So w- w- in the married life, with the life with children, there are, there are lows that you, would ex- that you experience only because of this thing, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. If you have children, you're going to you're gonna have constraints that you would not have if you did not have children. Mm-hmm. You have to financially pay for their schooling. You have to spend your time with them. Uh, multiple responsibilities. Multiple responsibilities. No long and heavy burdens, right? No more vacations. No more sleeping in. No, right? So these are burdens, heavy burdens. Um, now, now with those burdens also come enormous blessings. You're never going to experience love, Jonathan. You're never going to experience love uh, like you would when you have your child, right? The things that your child would teach you about God are incredible things, and so. Ultimately, what ends up happening is that these blessings also carry with them burdens. Mm-hmm. And so we, you know, later on or in Scripture, you're going to find places where the Bible talks about children being an awesome blessing or, mm-hmm. you know, marriage being an awesome. I mean, you know, it's not good for man to be alone. Well, I remember watching a TED Talk, and there's this sociological data that, that, that proves what you're saying here. They said that the, those without children, their highs were not very high, but their lows were never very low. And they're kind of, there's a, there's a charge, like near, 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 near. And then there's parents with kids, and then their highs were very high, but their lows were very low. It's just going from extreme to extreme. And it's the Lord is giving us these experiences mm-hmm. to, and we talked about in another episode, all these experiences create a composite picture to make us like Jesus, right? right? Yeah. So, but what are the benefits of singlehood? Let's go there. I, I, I wanted to point out, you know, I think when I used to think about this text when I was single, yes. Um, a lot of times it, it was like, yeah, you know, you get married and then you got all these responsibilities and, you know, you can't live your life. You can't travel whenever you want to travel. You know, I don't go, I don't go. And I remember when I started, um, when my now husband and I started courting, um, I wanted to go on a trip to visit my college friends. And he's like, um, what, you're going to drive? Like, it was driving from Michigan to New York. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to drive. He's like, don't drive. I'm like, I make that drive all the time, you know? He's like, no, I'm just worried about your safety. And I was so annoyed because I'm like, dude, I have lived my whole life. I drive across the United States. I've been fine. Now suddenly I have to take into consideration this guy is worried about me. Calm down. Calm down. It's 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 just a show. Take a deep breath. (laughs) Pray for your husband. (laughs) No, I mean, I... Burdens your husband must have. You needed to get get that off. All right. Um... When I would think about the, the, the privileges of single life, mm. a lot of times it ended up being selfish. Mm-hmm. It was about doing what I want to do when mm. I want to do it, how I want to do it without having to consult with anybody else. But like how Paul puts it here, he says, those yeah. who 
are not married. Where, right? where are you? Where are you? Um, Chapter 7, verse... In verse 34. 34, yes. Uh, the, there is a difference between a wife and a virgin. The unmarried woman cares about not her own things and living her own life, but she cares about the things of the Lord, that she may be holy both in body and spirit. But she who is married cares about the things of the world. And I, it, it took a paradigm shift, actually reading a book about, uh, about singleness, and, and it was this paradigm shift where just being single is not about being selfish, yes. mm-hmm. right? Um, being single is not about I want to do what I want to do and live my own life. Mm-hmm. It's whether I'm single or I'm married, like I can't, if I'm a Christian, like selfishness is never an option. Mm-hmm. You know, so I love the way that Paul puts it. Right. It's like the benefits of singleness isn't so that you can do your own thing mm-hmm. and like just be you and do you. The benefits of being single is the time that you have to invest in other people, right. to invest in the work of the Lord mm-hmm. in a way that is different from when you're married but, because the people you invest in when you're married is a different set of people yeah. that you have to invest in. It requires a lot of intentionality, though. Uh, so if I am single, I need to make that decision that I go that way because naturally I will go the selfish route. So if I make the decision, I want to live for the Lord, you know. I mean, Jesus was single, mm-hmm. uh, you know, but what was, what was his prayer? Not my will, your will be done. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he lived day by day following the Father's guidance and empowered by the Spirit, did incredible things. I believe that we have yet to see, you know, a generation of, of young or old single people that could do so much more than what is happening so far. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think God really wants to use single people in a special way. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, society has uh, put a pressure on people who are mm-hmm. not single that you know, we give the impression to them that maybe there's something wrong with them. You mean people who are single? Yeah, people, sorry, people who are single. It's like, you know, you you need to get married. Mm -hmm. Getting married, uh, you know, society sometimes gives the impression that getting married is a necessity to be normal. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think what Paul is saying is that's not the case in the eyes of God. Just hear thousands of young people saying, Amen, Amen. shouting through the the lens here. Man, you you have good hearing. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, and, and what Paul is saying is this is not so it should not be that way. You need to look at your life as a single person and understand that, number one, marriage has its pros, but it also has its challenges. Mm -hmm. And number two, there's a blessing to where you are right now. Mm -hmm. You can use your singleness to really advance the cause Mm -hmm. of God. And that's why Paul is saying, I wish that people were actually like me, Mm -hmm. that they had the freedom that I had. Um, And I, I wanted to say, too, you know, I think God is intentional in the way that he does things. So in Genesis that we read in Genesis chapter two, when he created Adam and he didn't right away make Eve, he created Adam. He gave Adam a work to do. He was there interacting with Adam. I think God, God had a reason why he did that. So the time of singleness is not like, oh, I'm just waiting for my life to begin. Adam's life had begun. Mm-hmm. And in, in the time of, of singleness, in the time when, 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 a, when an individual is single, it's not like I'm just waiting for life to happen. I'm waiting mm-hmm. for to be found or to find. There's, there's a reason that God has us or you in that stage of life mm-hmm. and and it's actually beneficial it can be beneficial for yourself in your own personal growth mm-hmm. beneficial in the work of the lord like paul is talking about beneficial in your relationship with the lord it's, it seems like the larger principle that's emerging from this passage is that marriage is not part of my identity right. yeah. it is mm-hmm. a an, it's an extension of who i am but it's more of a tool uh, an accessory yeah. it, it's i think there's a lot of people who are so um, their, their identity is so wrapped around in being married. Mm-hmm. I am this person.
person's husband, and this person's and, wife, and, and or a as a single person, as a single person, they're obsessed on trying to get married. Like, mm-hmm. That's their identity. But I think you know, during the single years, I think what he's saying is make sure you're right with God. Mm-hmm. And then the misnomer is this: whatever issues you have as a single person, you just carry them, bring them exactly. along yeah. as, married, as a married person. If you don't resolve them, you just have the same problems you had as a, as yeah. a single person. Mm-hmm. Nothing okay. has really changed. I could. Sorry. Well, I was cutting in the the this feeling that I need to get married in order for life to happen. The the loneliness and the sadness that that kind of thinking has once you get married. That doesn't change, sure. you yeah. know. Like, and there are people who are married and very unhappy because they're looking for and the fulfillment. And just as lonely mm-hmm. as in marriage, exactly. as when they're married, mm-hmm. because they're looking for a fulfillment That's from correct. their spouse yes. that the spouse can't give them. Yeah. 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 I just wanted to uh, kind of bring it back to just the, the general topic of loneliness, because the reality is many, if not all of us, experience it and some experience it more. And I want to acknowledge that. Mm-hmm. Um, we, you know, it's easy to say, hey, you should be right with the Lord and be on fire for the Lord when you're single. But there's a, an emotional reality that that is not always easy. Mm-hmm. And not everyone is that close to God, and, and etc. And uh, it reminds me of a scripture. Um, I just want to quickly read it here in Deuteronomy 14. Deuteronomy 14. Yeah. I verse... thought Deuteronomy addresses lonely people. <laughs> okay, Deuteronomy 14. Verse 29. Verse 29, okay, mm-hmm. fourteen twenty-nine. It says, And the Levite, because he has no portion nor inheritance with you, and the stranger and the fatherless and the widow who are within your gates, may come and eat, be satisfied, that the Lord your God may mm-hmm. bless you in all the work of your hand, which Amen. you do. So this is about taking care of people who, who don't have as much of a support system as others. Yeah. And I can tell you from my personal experiences, I'm a stranger in this country. I came from Europe a couple of years ago. I left everyone behind. Mm-hmm. And it, it gets lonely. Mm-hmm. You know, if you grow up in a place, you have all these connections and friendships. And when you come into this new place as a stranger, it's like, okay, now I have to rebuild. And we live in a society where there's a lot of traveling, a lot of moving parts. Um, it gets lonely. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, there has been moments where I've been very, like, where I don't have friends, mm-hmm. you know. So I just want to acknowledge that reality mm-hmm. and show that God actually cares about people and wants people to be part of a communion. I think that's kind of what church should yes. be as well. Yes. I want, I want to say too that, just, just bouncing off Jonathan, that Adam, when Adam realized that he had no help meet for him, it's not that he was ungodly. Mm-hmm. Like this is before Very the good sin. Point. Yeah. So Very good point. It's yeah. feeling loneliness, so experiencing, because we were created for companionship. And I, yes. I appreciate that bringing in the, the communal aspect that we were, we were built for community. Yeah, God yes. built us that way. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with experiencing loneliness, acknowledging that loneliness, and mm-hmm. seeking out community, mm-hmm. and the church providing the community that people need. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on that note, we encourage you all there to plug into a local church community. Also, love, plug, plug into our social media uh, platforms. <laughs> Let us know what's going on with you. We'll have a word of prayer with you. And we can be your friends online. And this is a justified reason to be on your, on your devices. <laughs> Hopefully this conversation has been a blessing to you. It's been a blessing to me. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week here in Inverse. You've been listening to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation with Callie Williams, Israel Ramos, Jonathan Walter, Sebastian Braxton, Siku Dako, and your host, Justin Kim. Inverse is brought to you by The Hope Channel, television that changes lives. For this and more inspiring episodes, visit inverse.hopetv.org. Find us on social media, hashtag Inverse Bible. Until next time, this is Inverse.